Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome one and all to the Storybox podcast. My name is Jared Phantom and I'll be your host for this new and exciting show. Today's guest is a good friend of mine. She's an actress. She's done many, many different things, whether it's working for a marketing company, whether it's working for a non-for-profit company. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of good and funny and interesting stories with my good friend Larissa Turton uh, on the show. She is actually the first person I interviewed for the Storybox version 2.0 <laughs> um, and we just had a lot of fun talking about different things and I'm sure you're going to really enjoy it. So without further ado, I introduce to you Larissa Turton. Welcome. Thank so you. This is the first, I guess, first interviewee for the Storybox podcast, revamped and hey. reinvented. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourself, um, your name, your background, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, cool. So uh, my name is Larissa Turton. Um, I am an actor. Um, it was, well, you know, when I when I can be is like <laughs> what, what I like to say to people. I'm going to do a lot of different things. Um, I guess I um, grew up was always what I always what I wanted to do um, when I was little. Um, I mean, I loved the idea of being like a movie star um, when I was a lot younger. And then when I was finishing high school, uh, I guess I kind of felt like I needed to pick something a lot more, you know, stable and traditional and go uh, for kind of the traditional education route. So um, I went to uni for a little bit, like, like six weeks um, <laughs> uh, to do journalism. Um, so I was basically, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm good at writing. I'm good at English. And then um, we had a big like group lecture um, with all the day one journalism students and our, the journalism coordinator, um, she's like this really scary lady. Um <laughs> And she she came up. It was like six hundred people, and she's like, she's like, if you're here because you like writing or your English teachers told you you're good at English, you're in the wrong place. Like that's not what journalism is about. And everyone kind of like mm, looked at each other. They're like, oh shit. You scared a lot of people away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was like, that was so, that was me to a T. I was like, yeah, you know, I did extension English. Like I can be a journalist. So yeah, it was, I, um, 
yeah, I dropped out like before the census date. Um, but I just like to tell everyone that I studied journalism because <laughs> I did for a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, not my thing. So I, I dropped out and I was like, well, I guess I have no choice but to be a struggling actor. Um, and then I, I was like, you know, I'll get a day job, do the day job thing. Um, to earn some money uh, while I look for auditions. Um, and I ended up getting a job at this horrible, horrible marketing company. Um, and I was, it's like one of these places that like full on brainwash you um, and like have all the like exciting like morning meetings and rallies being like, like sell, 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 like that, <laughs> that kind of like almost like Wolf of Wall Street kind of vibe. Um, and it's really like. Without it's throwing the money around and all that <laughs> part of it. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> there was some really corrupt things that yeah went on um i would ask you to share something (laughs) yeah well i mean basically it was um uh it it was like a fundraising company for a lot of ngos um but one of these places where like it is such a small percentage actually goes to the organization and you're looking at um the directors of these offices and they've got like these cars and boats and like going on these crazy trips and then they're like yeah like support the I won't give any (laughs) names but like um you can imagine was it a non-for-profit yeah yeah so they represented quite a number of like charities in inverted commas um that's the thing with charities I find that when people actually give to charities you don't actually know if it's actually going to go to that cause or if it goes in their pocket Oh, yeah, exactly. And we are brainwashed with like because everyone, whenever we were working, obviously we got those kind of questions all the time and we were fully like had the script being like, this is what you say when people like tell you about that. And like, yeah, and you, you really, I really like made myself believe it. I was like, yeah, it's like, it's cool, right? (laughs) This is a good thing. Uh, but it's not, it's not, it's totally corrupt. And there's a massive, like they, the company had a massive class action lawsuit. It's, it's like still going now, wow. I think. Um, cause a bunch of people, obviously it was commission only. So sometimes you would work, um, for like, you'd work like your day would always start at like 6 30 AM. And sometimes you would finish at like 9 PM or later. Um, and sometimes you would only earn like less than a hundred bucks, like for that. So it's like, oh, it's crazy. And meanwhile, all the big guys are driving Yeah, just like in rolling nice in it. And yeah. yeah I, I sort of had a similar experience as well. I yeah. lasted for about a week. Um, they trained yeah. me up and they, they said, look, we're going to pay you base and we're going to give you all this stuff. Like they brainwash you. Yeah. They teach you the scripts. And then all of a sudden they're like, you're not going to get paid until you start making sales. So go out there. Go knock on doors, go do all this. And it's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> so the very next day when I found that out, handed in my letter of resignation and just <laughs> went on and did something else. I was like, nah, forget this. I'm not, I'm not going to be uh, like a, a brainwashed monkey. To, to go oh, yeah. Although places have such a high turnover rate because, yeah, so many people come and they go for like a day and they're like, wait. <laughs> yeah, this is not right. right? <laughs> but I lasted like 
a year and a half, which is crazy. And I mean. What kept you there? So this is the truth, (laughs) the real tea. I fell in love basically with someone there like for the first time and it was just like, Oh, like, oh my God, like I found the one. Meanwhile, you know, acting dreams are like out the window. I'm just like, I I could be like, uh, like I'll just work and then be like a housewife. Like that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it just like does like crazy things to you and you develop like really strong feelings for someone. And so um, we like moved in together and, and I literally, I just gave up any kind of like artistic kind of dream. Cause so they were working there and they were really like passionate about, about it. And they were very in, into, I mean, yeah, the company p- really pitches this idea of creating um, wealth, you know, for yourself. And he was very like into that idea and really had this like plan for himself. Um, was he successful there. at it? He was, he was good at it, um, but he wasn't making like, crazy amounts of money or anything um but considering I mean we like we moved in together and it's I'm pretty amazed like in hindsight considering we were able to like sustain ourselves like living on commission only for like that long so in in a sense it was a really great I, I definitely I don't regret my time there at all um because it it, it was, was a learning experience, a learning experience. Yeah. yeah and um it definitely oh like just gives you such a good work ethic when you work. And I'm sure you probably had similar experience with when, cause you've had really awful jobs as well. And when you work at a really terrible company and then you go somewhere that actually treats you right, they're going to be like amazed at your work ethic. Cause they're like, Whoa, you're, you know, so hardworking. And then you're like, Oh, this is nothing. Like this is fine. Isn't yeah. this isn't this normal? Um, it should be normal, <laughs> but unfortunately, today's day and age, it's not. So there's very yeah. selective people that actually have that kind of hard work ethic, which a lot of people, a lot of employers are actually looking for. Yeah. When the the recruitment process is like, yes, I'm I'm a great hard worker, then all of a sudden they start and it's like goes off a cliff. I so, know. Yeah. Well, I was amazed when I got my first kind of nine to five job, which was after that like terrible sales job. I was amazed at how many people they had like in and out. And this was like a really good company um, and really cruisy job, like compared to <laughs> what I'd done before. Yeah. And I was just like amazed at people who, yeah, were just like rocking up late and then just like not doing any work while they're there. I'm like, you got it so easy. <laughs> like <laughs> hang on to this one. Like this is like not bad at all. Um, but yeah, anyway, so, um, uh, I, I ended up obviously leaving that, um, the sales job and, uh, I got a job with this, um, social media company, um, which was, it was, so good to be kind of creative again um, and be able to be like creating content. It just it felt so good. It was like, it was like heaven um, to, yeah, it's just, I, I hadn't kind of been using that part of my brain, I guess, for so long. And yeah, it just felt so right. Um, and it was, it was really, What yeah, was the really transition nice. like going from that commission only to, then moving and what sort of made you decide to leave that place 
Yeah, it. I I just dreaded. I just woke up every day dreading work. Just dreading it. I hated it. And obviously, you don't have any like. If you want to have a sick day, or if you want to have a day off, like you don't get paid because it's commission only. So there's you know nothing there. No annual leave. No like super. No anything. Um, and yeah, it just. Oh god, I hated it so much. And like, yeah, I, I was I was probably like too sensitive for it as well because I would cry like every day because people say like nasty stuff to you because um they, you know, think it's like in uh, unethical, which like probably is, but it's like not really we're just kind of like as blind as everyone else, but um uh, yeah, so people can say like some really hurtful things to you. I mean, in any sales job when it's like external sales and you're out there, like obviously people are going to say say stuff to you. So I found that like quite difficult, but it's like character building now looking back, but I just, I just hated it. So, but I really, I did, I pushed through kind of for a long time and then um, it just got to the point where it was just time, time to move on. Um, so uh, yeah, so I started working with this um, social media agency um, which was great. Um, I still, I'd still pretty much given up on kind of, wasn't really thinking about like acting or anything, but I was so bitter, like about like whenever, cause I would see kind of friends that I used to know in, um, that kind of community that I'd done shows with before. And, um, whenever I saw them doing like something good or like, yeah, I just like really found it hard to be like happy for anyone when I saw them doing kind of good things in um, the acting space, I guess, because I, I was just like jealous yeah. <laughs> and in denial. Um, so, uh, yeah, it actually it kind of reached a point um, where uh, <laughs> my um, – my boyfriend at the time, he went through this phase. He was like, oh, like I reckon, you know, I reckon I could like be an actor. Like I could do it. He's like never even, he's never done anything like that before. But uh, he, he had some like crazy ideas, but he, he, was, <laughs> <laughs> he was just like one of these people who just like get an idea and be like, yeah, like I can, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Um, and he was very much like, yeah, like actors make heaps of money. Like I could easily like do that. I don't know if you've ever had someone be like, yeah, like I could, I could be he's like a, a filmmaker. Yeah. Like, and, <laughs> um, and I was, I was just like, it's not, you know, it's like, it's harder than it looks, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like you don't even know, you don't even know what it's like. Like, it's actually hard. Like, <laughs> again, I was just like not supportive or anything. I was just like, no, you don't even, you don't know. You don't know what it's like. Um, but it really uh, kind of made, made me take a look at myself and be like, you need to like change something about what you're doing if you can't afford to be happy for other people. Um, and that was, that little incident was actually kind of what triggered me to, um, get back into it after, yeah, it was almost like two years, um, break just completely not even thinking about it. Um, so 
Yeah, um, got back into it, started out with a few um, just like community theatre kind of roles just to ease back into it and then um, got, you know, an agent and um, What was the process few. like in getting an agent? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I spill one on myself. Um, uh, it, I, it's so tricky now because, I mean, I was always told when in, uh, when I kind of spoke to professionals in the industry, they were always kind of like, just, just, you know, put your headshot and CV together and just like send it off to every, basically like mail it off to every agent because they're all like a bit older and <laughs> that was like the process. Um, so they're kind of like, just send it to every agent in Sydney and you just keep at it like until you get one kind of thing. And so I basically did that. Um, and I don't know, it's still, it's just so tricky because you have to be so careful with agents. I mean, I had, yeah, and so many actors would have had the same experience like because you have agents come back and they're like yeah we'll take you on like just give us this money and then we'll like set you all up blah 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 um so common so you know it's all well and good to just bulk like send out your details and stuff um but you really have to be a bit savvy about um with your research and kind of avoiding dodge um agents uh but I did, yeah, one of them who kind of came back to me, um, uh, yeah, so I did some research and um, when I, we spoke and everything, I, she just found it, I found her very, you know, personable and we got on really well and really easy to talk to. And I think um, having someone you can communicate with is one of the most important things. I mean, you can, never going to be able to expect to get um, an agent that's going to get uh, like going to get you, you know, like crazy Hollywood roles or whatever, like when they're your first agent kind of thing. So I think um, if it's your first experience looking for an agent, one of the most important things is just going to be finding someone you can that's approachable that you feel like you can have a good kind of relationship with. Um, so uh, that's kind of yeah. It goes what without I saying for. that without communication, then you basically you're stuck. Like yeah, you can't really move forward without proper communication. So if you're yeah. not communicating to your agent that this is what I actually want to achieve. Oh yeah. You can't expect go. them to, no. yeah, it really takes, uh, a lot of, yeah, definitely have to be proactive on your end. Um, which I kind of, yeah, was definitely something I've kind of learned now. Um, it's not just like a set and forget kind of thing. Like, Oh cool. I got an agent. So like, that's it. They'll just, Get You'll me do all to the work. work for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you definitely gotta put in um effort from your end. And yeah, that's where communication is really, really important. Do you remember I mean, your first gig? 
Uh, yeah. Um, well, first one that I got through her um, was, yeah, uh, where I met Harry. Um, Mr. Harry Taylor. Um, Shout out to Harry Taylor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it was, oh, it was a Macca's commercial, which I still, you know, have moral dilemmas about being someone that doesn't <laughs> eat meat. <laughs> I like felt like such a sellout. Um, Every and, bite that you took. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a spit bucket, right? Ah. So I didn't ha- they were just like, if we just get, we'll just get some footage of you like chewing and you don't have to actually eat it. You got to commit <laughs> as an actor, Larissa. <laughs> oh, I know. And I talked to so many people about, about it when I was like tossing up with it to take it. And I literally, I, cause I kind of accepted it. And then I called my agent the, at the last minute and I was like, no, 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 like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you I'm a vegan and I can't go through with this. And she was just like, no, like you can't pull out now. You're like it's doing. too late. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay um so whatever like i mean how it's was, a personal thing but it was disgusting <laughs> <laughs> i hated it it was like sp- spicy nuggets spicy chicken nuggets. it was like an ad for their spicy nuggets i don't know how people can <laughs> eat mcdonald's uh Food. I just, yeah. Well, I never really. I'm not a fan. Yeah. But my goodness, as as someone like for a vegan as well, I can imagine. uh, Yeah. Even worse. Uh, (laughs) And you know what's crazy? They filmed it. The location that they scouted for the commercial was a vegan restaurant. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) And so all the catering for the day was vegan food. Yes. A commercial about eating meat. So I can't yeah, believe. Yeah, so they let them do it, but they made them cook the nuggets outside. Ah. <laughs> but then they still brought so the nuggets crazy. inside the restaurant. Like, yeah. Okay. But they wouldn't let them like. Yeah, I wonder how much Macca's was actually paying them to. I know, to right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that moral dilemma, right? Like doing something like that and getting paid for it. That you either take the high ground or you take. The money. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds get like that you cash. took the money and had the yeah, that bucket paper. as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much. Funny. And you know what? Commercial didn't even air. <laughs> in was the it end, worth it? As far as I know. Well, I was kind of happy that it didn't go to air because I was like, cool. Like, hopefully this never resurfaces later. <laughs> like, vegan, like, eating meat, like, <laughs> spotted. <laughs> um, and there's evidence, people. There's evidence. <laughs> yeah. So I was... I was kind of happy with how it worked. I was like, cool, got paid. No one has to know. And there's a story Great. behind how long it took for you to actually get paid. Oh, right? yeah. Um, yeah. So how long was it in the end? My goodness. I think it was over a year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was over a year in the end. And I ba- I basically like gave up and that was me being just like, I struggle with being assertive. <laughs> like, people, you got to chase your payments. Yeah. I'm, like, so bad with that stuff. That's the first bit of advice from her is chase your money. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the similar. Like, I hate asking people for money. Like, it's I one know. of the worst things. Even though you Same. know you deserved it. Yeah. You just hate asking people for it. So I understand. So yeah. 
Okay, it's a good thing you actually did that commercial because you met Harry Taylor. Yeah. From that, you then ended up with us in making our short film without you. And I have you know, like Harry and Larissa just have this dynamic chemistry with one another. Like, and here's a story behind it because when the film, we we actually wanted to make the film, Larissa decided to go (laughs) overseas. (laughs) <laughs> she went to where'd you go uh turkey and yeah. how why did you decide to go to turkey <laughs> um yeah so i got a contract with a um theater company there um that they do uh like um english theater productions in schools around turkey um and how did you get that uh, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know, hey. Like, <laughs> they, um, <laughs> Randomly check my inbox one day, it's right there. <laughs> yeah. No, they uh, they basically, when they're casting, they promote it worldwide, basically. So, um, uh, yeah, it was just online. I saw it advertised, like, it was like TIE Theatre Tour Turkey. And I was like, what is Thai theater, like <laughs> I was like so confused, and I was like looking it up, and I was not getting anything. I was like, I don't even know, but like, okay, I'll go to Turkey. Um, not really knowing what it was. Uh, turns out it stands for theater and education. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, it was just kind of an online audition process and Skype interviews and things like that. Um, and eventually yeah ended up um going on tour there for two months um uh, <laughs> what was the experience like being in a different country helping out i believe you're helping out young kids right to yeah learn how to act and what was that experience like yeah well it wasn't really um we because i mean there are similar kind of companies and things like that that do um, yeah, workshops and things like that with the kids. So it wasn't so much that, although I, I'd be to- totally open to doing something like that. Um, it was basically just putting on the show. Uh, so we were doing Alice in Wonderland. Um, it was a show. They kind of turned it into a musical. So there's like songs and stuff. And the kids uh, obviously um, had – they had like workbooks and things like that with – vocab and everything so they would just watch the show and then in their lessons later they would do uh kind of um yeah i have uh lessons based on the show and we would do kind of meet and greets and things like that with the with the kids too but um yeah it's it's amazing i mean i had it in my head that before that there was some kind of stigma about doing like theater and education or like um being like a a children's performer um I had it in my head that 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 was some kind of a cop-out like not real like that's not real acting Um, like um high five and yeah you know like yeah high school and (laughs) you just look at that and you now you think what the hell are they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's really like 
it's amazing. Kids are so uninhibited, like, and so enthusiastic. They're like the best audience you'll ever have. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's so much fun, like, because it's they're so, like, so easy to kind of amp up and get kind of reactions out of and engage. Um, you know, sometimes with kind of normal, you know, theatre, you have nights where you'll have, you know, like a really dead audience and you're just like, oh, God, like, like, <laughs> like it's funny, guys, love. Um, but kids, like, it's just like, you know, like, should we do it, kids? Like, yeah. Like, it's just, it's, it's so, um, yeah, it's just like easy and fun. Uh, I mean, it has obviously its own challenges, not to say, yeah, it, not to say it's all just like super simple and not work at all because it's definitely definitely challenging. Um, so what was one, of the, one challenge that you came across out there? Yeah, well, I mean, it's full-on, uh, kind of full-on days because um, we would be kind of driving to – we were kind of staying in hotels, but sometimes we'd stay in kind of one hotel and go driving like one or two hours out um, from the city each each day to get to the new schools. And um, we would sort of be bumping in and out. Um, we'd have two or three shows a day. So sometimes we'd be bumping in and bumping out three times a day and like all carrying all this like heavy equipment and everything. Sometimes we wouldn't be able to park. We'd have to park like so far away from the stage. And so we'd be like trekking it through like the playground and like downstairs and through corridors to get to the auditorium. Oh, so it was like so tiring. Um, and then you have to actually like have the energy to do the show. <laughs> How did you keep your energy levels up? <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, so we would just get like plowed with tea and coffee like at every school because they're so hospitable over there and it's so wonderful but yeah it, like every two seconds we're like tea coffee tea coffee like anyone and we're all like put, yes like, a shot of caffeine in there just to like oh like ball. <laughs> yeah. no well i mean because they have like turkish coffee over there as well which just by itself is like super strong anyway um, so it's like next level, <laughs> um, it's, it's really bad. Definitely like ended up relying on it a, a lot, but, um, it? is that why you're going back? <laughs> yeah, I'm going back for the coffee. It actually, it's actually so good. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. I know you've ever had a Turkish coffee. No, I'm actually not a coffee drinker. Oh, right. So yeah. Good, good. Yeah. It's a good thing, yeah, it is. They always told me it would stunt my growth. Uh, well, I didn't drink any coffee and I'm still short, so I don't, I don't think it, they're lying to you, people. Maybe you would have been even shorter if it's you genetics. drunk it. Maybe it would have been a midget, but I don't know. Yeah. You never um. know. And they said drink lots of milk and here's the thing. Drink lots of milk, you have strong bones. Supposedly. And to this day, I've never broken a bone in my life. So now I've converted to almond milk, which is still lots of calcium. Yeah, yeah. But much better healthy alternative. But still, like, mm. drink, I would say drink almond milk, people, as well, because it helps you. Yeah. Shout out, almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> almond milk's the best. Like, but the thing is, like, whenever you go to the shop or, like, a cafe now, that we never, because 
I've recently become a like a chai latte drinker. Oh. Like, those things you speak my language. Those things are amazing. Like I never love it. I'm I, I I'm <laughs> I'm very uncultured people. I need to start getting myself cultured. Like I just figured out what a chai latte was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yes. And now I'm obsessed with it. So So good. But then I remember my cafe, first chai. So amazing. <laughs> you always so amazing. <laughs> yeah. So when I when I um yeah, when I first had it, like they don't charge you extra for just normal milk. And then I went uh, I think the other day, and you ask for almond milk, and they charge you an extra 70 cents. I'm like, this is rip. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I reckon that's going to be a thing of the past soon because so many people are drinking, like, milk alternatives now, and I think I, the numbers are only growing, and I think before long. Because a lot of people have stopped charging extra for soy now, like a lot of cafes. Um, so I think... It's a step in the right soy, direction, soy personally. Soy gross. Don't drink soy. It's like, it's bitter. It's so delicious. No, I'm sorry. I, can't, I don't agree with you on that. I remember when I first tried soy, I ended up spitting it out. Like, it was just, nah, this, this. And then when my, my friend of mine, because he knows, you know, lattes are like very, very weak. Mm. Um, he gave me my first, he tried to get me hooked on coffee because I'm a fan of caramel. So he mm. gave me a caramel, caramel latte. latte and I still <laughs> spat it out because it was still Soy too Soy caramel bitter. latte, classic nah, combo. Nah. Anyway, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't go anywhere near coffee these days. No, I that's good. Massive, that's good. I did have a massive uh, obsession with tea though, like peppermint tea and like yeah. my manhood pretty much was questioned then but because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like a guy drinking tea is almost considered now as yeah. weird yeah but, uh, although yeah. i think it's like come back in kind of style now like i'm meeting a lot of a lot of like really passionate tea drinkers like male and female so i might get back into it now yeah <laughs> it's like, oh, the there's no stigma down. anymore excellent <laughs> nah, okay so going from like Turkey, you ended up coming back. From yeah, Turkey, thank goodness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I thought about staying, but <laughs> you really wanted to stay. Um, but no, thank goodness, you ended up coming back. I think it was December, right? Or close. To yeah, December. came back on Christmas Day. There you go. Yeah. Did you get lots of presents. <laughs> I always remember. Uh, that I don't remember. Hmm. I guess I have one more question in regards to like. <laughs> going to turkey and that what's it like being away from your friends and your family for such a mm. long period of time uh like fine <laughs> <laughs> i needed that break <laughs> yeah <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't think i could ever give any advice on you know coping with like homesickness or anything because i just didn't get it <laughs> like she enjoyed it too much <laughs> yeah just had such a ball and you know met um so many yeah lots of amazing people over there um so it was great uh actually well I guess actually (laughs) when I was actually in a relationship at the time and it basically fell apart because being away made me realize that it was like so wrong for me so I guess that you could say (laughs) that you know, was was a struggle, but it wasn't, it was really kind of important that it happened. I think, um, I'm really kind of thankful that I came to that realization. And if I hadn't gone away, you know, I may never have 
had the courage to kind of get out of that situation. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing what some distance and um, perspective can kind of give you. Because they always say that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Mm. But in your case, it's the complete opposite. Not always. This has made you realise that you didn't want to be, I guess, with him. Oh, no yeah. One, yeah, like, which was – I always kind of knew it on some level for sure. It's just it it's just one of those things. Uh, yeah, um, over 18 months. Um, it was the same guy? Uh, not the one? one that I met in the sales job. I basically, basically had two kind of back-to-back uh, serious relationships um, with not much of a – Break in between. It was kind of like I really didn't learn my lesson the first time, and then like <laughs> now, once I got out of the second one, I'm like, yeah, now, now I've like, <laughs> I uh, yes. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, but it's really it's amazing. Like when you're so like right there, like in the middle, like because looking back now, it's just like so easy to say, like just point out all the red flags and everything and just and be like uh like it was so obvious like as if you didn't you had so many you know reasons to leave like why didn't you um but yeah when you're so up close I think it's really difficult um you know and it's so like emotional and uh, so hindsight um, is always bliss oh yeah exactly Um, and yeah, and I think that is, I think that that's a lot of people say like traveling can make or break, um, a relationship. And I think it's so, it's so true. Cause I, I, cause obviously there were like so many problems there. And I think I was kind of hoping like, maybe I'll go away and maybe it will be a kind of absence makes a hard grow fonder kind of thing. Maybe I'll go away and really, you know, miss him and like, and yeah, it was this just like the case, opposite no. was the case. I was like, oh, like, thank goodness. I'm like so good to just be like independent. Um, so it's interesting, yeah. Okay. And when you came back, because I had no idea when we first met that you were actually in a relationship with someone. Oh, yeah. So when you went over to the to Turkey and you came back, you sort of like had this revived kind of energy about you, yeah. I noticed. And I don't know if that was the case, just being away from him <laughs> as well. And It definitely could have been, yeah. Yeah, but then we actually uh, making, were making a first movie. So was without you your actual first movie or have you done some um, other previous projects? Uh, before that... Yeah, I'd only really done like student films um, that I kind of got through like friends of friends and things like that. And I'd done a couple of like little commercials. But that I was really looking, I really wanted to get into more kind of screen acting because I had mostly done kind of stage productions at that point. So, yeah, that, that was really where I was at. At that point, I was like, I want to get into film. Um, yeah, because I really, my experience was pretty limited um, at that stage. I'm still a noob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking like I'm like old and wise now, but like um, I'm definitely not. You're but a lot at wise that point, yeah. <laughs> so before you went, 
Harry and I were sort of discussing whether or not we should actually make the film while you were away. Mm. And we had someone else in mind that I had asked, but I don't think the commitment level was really there. Mm. And I saw before you left for Turkey, your like we had an audition day. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And then I just saw the the chemistry between you and Harry. And yeah. as a director, I'm like, nah, I'm prepared to wait until she gets back. And if she's yeah. still interested to do the movie, then we'll do it when, when she gets back. Yeah. And I think looking back now, Harry was like, we waited too long. But then I'm like, mate, look, we got an amazing product between you and Larissa. Mm. And it's like the film, I, I can't show you guys the film yet, but it's, it's coming, it's on its way. <laughs> I guarantee you. We've got more funny stories with that <laughs> later on, I guarantee you. But, but just having that, I guess, you on set that, we filmed the entire movie. It's 10 minutes long. We filmed it in six hours of just the day and Larissa nailed it. Like she, she honestly killed it. I didn't have to do many takes. And it was because of that professionalism, because of her passion and because of her um, just wanting to bring out that character as well. And I really appreciated that about you, especially like on set, like bringing that energy between you and mm. Harry. It was just amazing and yeah, like can't thank you thank enough you. for actually being a part of the project Yeah, and it looks amazing as a result. So, but I guess, um, what was your experience like on set? Like, yeah, that movie. Yeah. Um, well, it's so funny. It's like, cause I, I remember that cause when we had that reading session that audition that was the first time I'd seen Harry since we did that ad together um like six months since six months ago so yeah I met him for like a day and we were filming together and then um that was like the next time I saw him basically um and in the ad we were like we were like on a date in the ad that was like the whole thing so we had to be all like you know, like flirty and like, yeah. Um, so, and I kind of, yeah, definitely felt like we had, um, that kind of, yeah, you could, I, I, you know, personally could, felt that we had that chemistry, like even just on that day. And then when we met up again, um, six months later and did that reading, I was like, yeah, you can Still really, there. it's like, <laughs> it's there. Um, so it's really nice um, to work with some someone um, and just have, just be, yeah, just be on the same page um, with the scenes that you're doing and really be able to, it just felt like we were working together and not, like sometimes you can feel like you're kind of like working against yeah. each other. Like you're not pick, like they're not kind of picking up what you're laying down and vice versa. You're just not on the same wavelength, but it really felt like we're on the same wavelength. It flowed um, like incredibly. Yeah. Like that's what I noticed. Like it was, we're able to go from one bit to the next and I have to do so many takes. Oh, I was amazed at how quick we got everything done. That was like, that's still just stands out to me when I look back on it. I'm like, we were so efficient. Incredibly efficient. Yeah, right. it's amazing. And um, I guess, yeah, it's partly one of the advantages of having like a small 
crew as well, I guess. Um, which is amazing um, that you kind of would be able, you're able to create such amazing like production quality when you look at the film now. And then I think back at it, it's like just you <laughs> basically yeah. there. Um, so that's, you know, incredible and just a testament to your, to your skill. Um, but it, yeah, so it was great. We were able to get it done so quickly and like had a good time, you know, uh, lots of, lots of fun. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. And, um, after about a year, so it's taken <laughs> about a year for us to actually get to the point, like, because the audio, okay, here's, here's the story. Cause I didn't have like, I have a zoom recorder and a mic that's what Larissa is using at the moment. And at the time I didn't really have anyone that wanted to sort of help me out and do the, the audio because during the week, everyone was busy working. So I had my, my girlfriend at the time help me out and she had no idea what she was doing. I gave her a crash course in the morning. And I was just basically, okay, let's go. <laughs> um, long story short, the audio quality wasn't that great. Um, and like, especially the interior stuff, the exterior stuff was actually better than the interior stuff, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, it was a bit oh, weird how yeah. that happened. Um, the, the, the interior, we had all those people like talking downstairs yeah. and you can just hear them it's, like, oh, just, they're oh. laughing in the background and you're just like, ah, <laughs> oh, what? And you're trying to make excuses for yourself. Like, oh, it's creating ambience. But then in the moment you wanted them to be alone and because that was part of the story, but then you got these people laughing <laughs> in the background. It's just nuts. It doesn't work. <laughs> so um, I guess the lesson there is have lapels, have a proper sound person. Oh, yeah. And spend the money, like actually do that um, next time, like we learn our lesson. So oh, yeah. moving on to the next movie and the next project, um, hire someone that actually knows what they're doing. Um, but that's not to say like it wasn't appreciated for what she did. I guess finishing up a little bit, do you have a favourite actor? Oh, no. Hold on. <laughs> um, you know what? This is like, this is going to sound so basic. Maybe not. No, you know what? I'm going to own it. <laughs> I'm not even mad about it. Go for it. <laughs> um, I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. I'm a massive Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan and I I just it's the kind of acting I would like to do myself I guess which is why I love it so much because um she's got amazing you know comic timing but she's so natural and amazing physically with you know she did so many like um she had like stunt doubles but she did so much herself as well um and it's just like so impressive to me. I just, I think so she's amazing. So you look up to her a lot. Yeah, yeah, and she's so wholesome now. <laughs> Is she a vegan too? No. <laughs> oh, shame. I know, but would have been even better. If she I'll was, let it right? slide. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And do you have a favorite movie? Ah, uh, oh my goodness! You know what? I've started compiling a. Uh, full on like a really in-depth list on my phone because I get this like I it's something that I have 
talked about with nearly every person that I know <laughs> probably <laughs> like, cause it's some, something either I'll ask or they'll ask me. Um, so I should be really familiar with my top five <laughs> by now, <laughs> considering how many times you talked about it. Um, <laughs> but I still, I'm still like, what is it again? Um, I, I mean, there are a few that are up there. Oh, I want to open notes on my phone so badly. Um, Back to the Future is up there. It's on my wall. For sure. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and. Uh, ben is your ass. Oh, my goodness. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not. not my, it doesn't make the top five. Uh, Pulp Fiction Pulp does. Good. For sure. Um. You know what's really underrated? This is a bit of a like weird one. Did you ever see The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Yes. Yeah. I know a lot of people have told me that it's very underrated. Yeah. I myself personally didn't like it that much, mm. but I can see why other people actually do enjoy the film. Yeah. But- I have a weird thing because – Ben Stiller in that movie is literally my dad, like in every way. And I, and my dad had people he worked with see the movie. And then like, I didn't kind of know, I was like away at the time, I think when the movie came out and like, I went, happened to go see the movie and I like messaged my parents and I was like, I just saw this movie and they were like, stop it. Like we had like, He's had like so many colleagues and everything be like, this guy is you. Um, just like everything about the character and the way he looks as well. Um, he They look like very similar. So I guess maybe I have like a weird kind of love for it because it has that, there's like a personal element there, but I just thought it was really beautiful and it made me really want to go to Iceland. Um, and... Yeah, so that's uh, that's up there. I know. I sorry, I'm naming like multiple movies because I just I, you, I just can't I can't one. pick one. No. Um, but uh, I love the Breakfast Club as well. Oh, that's Breakfast probably Club is awesome. yeah. yeah. Um, and that's in. <laughs> I could like go on and on. Uh, in Bruges. In Bruges, haven't Amazing. seen that. Oh, you should. Who, who's <gasps> oh my goodness. Um. Ray, 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 Ray Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. I don't know how Fiennes. to say his name. Fiennes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Voldemort. Yeah. Voldemort. <laughs> um, and he's, he's an awesome actor. Yeah, like, he is oh. one of the top actors. Just out. Like. He's amazing, and he plays kind of. I mean, he's a very versatile actor. Yeah, because this yeah. is quite. He plays quite a comedic role. I mean, it's. Quite serious and lots of like dark comedy, but mm. um, he's like quite funny in this movie. I'd actually never seen him in a comedic role before, so that I was Have you seen really him in, impressed. Um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. No, I haven't seen it. You gotta watch that one. Yeah, there's a scene in that like it's very similar. Like he plays a comedy comedic role, and his timing is just on point. Yeah, and what he says in certain certain parts, like there's a bit where they they get arrested at, at a train, or and he has a, a cabin boy. I'm not explaining it properly, like it won't do it justice, but there's a line in that movie, it just cracks me up every single time. Yeah. He's like, you can't arrest a poor boy for being a bloody immigrant. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the way he delivers that line, it's 
this is great. Like, just watch the movie and then let me know what you think after. Yeah, but, I'll, I'll have a look. Do you have, um, like, okay, have you seen, what was the last film that you've seen? Ooh, good question. By the time this go, comes out, yeah. it's going to be a bit late, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, okay, so here's the thing, right? I, there are so many classics and like must-sees that I have not seen. Um, so I've really been trying to give myself a bit of a movie education recently because I am like, I've really over the years fallen into this trap of just like rewatching sitcoms a million times. Like whenever I feel like sitting down and watching something, I rewatch like The Office, Seinfeld, (laughs) like (laughs) Friends, you know, which is all great. Um, and I would really ace a trivia night on any one of those. <laughs> so that's great. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to really kind of branch out. Um, and I listen to a lot of movie review podcasts. I love them so much. I love overanalyzing everything. <laughs> um, so basically I've been working, I don't know if you listen to the rewatchables um, podcast, but I've kind of been wor- working through like, all their kind of podcast episodes and watching uh, movies from there. So I think the last movie I watched was actually one that I don't think deserved to be there. It was My Best Friend's Wedding with Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz. Oh, wow. That's an old one. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of them are like 80s, 90s movies. Like a lot of these movies that I'm talking about that I'm kind of trying to watch, like things that everyone's like, I can't believe you haven't seen that. Like Sleepers in Seattle and like. Thing, all those like rom-coms from that yeah. era not just rom-coms but that's i just find myself gravitating towards them before um other movies because that's just me but um they're, they're the best movies that were ever made like you can't go mm. wrong with an 80s movie or early 90s movie oh, yeah early 2000s as well but once you get to like our generation like what what in the world is this netflix movie <laughs> yeah. falling in love and you got tall girl and you've got all these other ones that are coming out. Because the industry is so different. Like it's, it's not like a blockbuster kind of system anymore. Now you can't make those kinds of movies anymore like because Hollywood, it's not going to make them that much money. So it's all this money system now. Like whereas an Avengers movie, people will go, they'll flock to the cinema, they'll spend thousands of dollars and Hollywood will get like, about two billion, like that's what the last Avengers movie made, beating uh, was it Avatar? Like as and Avatar was a completely different movie altogether. That was just an insane feat of achievement for that kind of a movie. But there's not that many movies coming out these days that are like the hundred million dollar drama, romantic yeah. dramas. Yeah, it's just those are long gone. Whereas like they're bringing out these romantic dramas that are cliche. They cost probably about $5 million, $10 million to make and they're going on Netflix and they're just terrible. Yeah. Like, I remember that that um, new movie, Tall Girl, that came out. Yeah. I watched the trailer and I was able to, like even the concept, like the title of the movie, I, I, just, I was having a conversation with Harry about it, just trying to tell him who honestly <laughs> names the title of a movie Tall Girl. And then that is... It's a stupid title, for starters, and then yeah. 
the rest of the concept. I'm sorry, people, if you haven't seen it, but don't watch it anyway. Um, I don't recommend it to anyone. But Have you seen? I watched like I think about five minutes of it, and then <laughs> yeah. I just turned it off. It was, yeah, yeah. It was shocking. Yeah. But you, you can predict everything that goes on in that move. Yeah. As there's no point in watching something you can actually predict. Yeah. I when I saw the trailer, the first thing I did was I sent a message to my friend, and I was like. I was like, I can already tell this is going to be a pretty in pink love triangle. Like you can already tell and like I'm mad about it because she loves pretty in pink and so do I. But um, yeah, it was like you definitely see these like storylines recycled and it's like, oh, I don't know if it, maybe we've just been making movies for too long. <laughs> There's no original ideas left, but like They're coming surely to. not. <laughs> yeah. They're coming. <laughs> That when, when Hollywood actually allows me to make something or if I decide <laughs> yeah. to make something here, then you never know. Like, yeah. Give me a chance. <laughs> um, but, yeah, okay, so finishing up, uh, what's one bit of advice that you can give someone that is either – because I'm, we may never know who's going through what. So mm. I always say like through your stories, and that's the point of the story box, is to like help people as best you can. So I don't know if this has been helpful to anyone. You may never know. But if you can give someone advice, um, that, like in regards to acting or just anything that you've spoken about really, like you've helped me as mm. well, but anything you've spoken about, if you can give one bit of advice, what would it be? Yeah, I think basically that you you create your own version of success um so there's no point kind of comparing yourself to anyone else like it just it doesn't get you anywhere um and I really believe in kind of in concentrating on doing what you love and as much of it as possible and that's that's like being successful to me is if you can spend as much time as possible doing things that you love like you've like nailed it. <laughs> like, um, so I think um, concentrating on, uh, you know, living creatively. Oh, I am such a big fan. Actually, advice, read um, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. I don't know if you've read it, but um, it's – I, I'm such a big fan and it really made me change the way that I was thinking about, um, yeah, creative living, I guess, and doing what I love and, um, yeah, not feeling like you have to be like a tortured artist, basically. Like there's no, there's no nobility in, in that, you know, um, you've kind of, yeah, just uh, got to be able to look after yourself as well, take care of yourself um, and spend as much time as you can doing what you love and say yes to things as well because I've made, you know, decisions that, uh, you know, at, at the time or directly afterwards I, I was like, oh, like I was so stupid. But now looking back, like I really, really don't regret any of them. Um, because I've definitely gotten something out of every kind of decision that I've made. Um, and so, you know, when a door opens, like you 
Don't be afraid to walk through it. Yeah. 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 I like that. And Mm. my my saying, my motto in life is in failure you learn humility. So Mm. don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they they sort of have this hesitation approach to that door because they they might not know what's on the other side and they're afraid of that failure. Um, It's about taking that step, that jump forward. When once you take the step, you never know what's going to happen until you actually take the jump. Yeah. So don't be afraid or don't fear what's in front. Don't be afraid of what's behind either. Be afraid. Be here and now, and then look to the future with positivity. Because yeah, there's a lot of negativity in the world. Oh All yeah. All you have to do is go on social media, like, and it'll tell you straight away. But if you can learn to push past that negativity, and you yourself, you know. 100% that this is what's going to make me happy, then you'll be okay. Like as long as you know that for yourself and you surround yourself with the right kinds of people, the ones that are going to actually care for you and, you know, inspire you and motivate you, then ha- keep with them. Like don't worry about yeah. the other people because there's always going to be someone else that tells you do this or do that. Like I can't tell you the amount of people that, have told me or try to convince me to do something that I actually don't want to do. And you just feel yeah. like this massive weight just yeah. crashing down on your shoulders. It's it's frustrating. Yeah. And you know for yourself, like you're passionate about film and acting and you want to go that route, but then then again, you're being stopped somehow. Mm. So that's great advice. Really enjoy it. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for um, having me. So did you enjoy that episode with Larissa? I know I enjoyed actually interviewing her. It was a lot of fun. Um, So if you did enjoy it, please do us a favor and go on iTunes. Please rate, uh, like, and subscribe to the show if you want to keep hearing some more exciting episodes each and every week with different unique stories from different people. I guarantee you, you're you're going to want to hear next week's episode as well. So Uh, Keep up to date with everything on social media. You can see everything at the Storybox podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, You can have uh, see what I'm up to as well uh, on my Instagram and Facebook. You can have a look at my Instagram handle. I'll link everything in the show notes below, but it's DJ underscore Director J. Um, I'm a filmmaker, so I do a lot of different things. Um, And you can have a look at Larissa's Instagram handle as well if you want. But until next time, uh, don't forget to... um, yeah, I don't have a catchphrase yet, so I'll get one eventually. But have a good one, everyone. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.